I want to sing the Eminem song. Oh my God, so do I. <laughs> I- Infertile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did the it's sound my- work? I don't know. <laughs> I'm love and light. <laughs> and I know people look at me like, okay, just. <laughs> the most important factor to a healthy well being is feeling connected. Welcome, Welcome to From There to, to Here. A safe place where we will explore some of life's adventures so that you do not feel alone. Hello, everyone. This is Jess and Shannon from There to Here, where we kick off our podcast on a positive note. In my heart lens this week is carts. (laughs) And if you, yes, carts, like the ones you push at a store. Um, We're in the Madison area and in Wisconsin. And if you have ever gone to the West Side Woodman's, you know that the carts there, it's actually not so much the carts, it's the floor that makes that shopping experience horrible. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the carts are just like, it's horrible. Anyway, so I'm feeling really grateful for the carts at specifically Festival Foods in Verona. They are so just smooth and... The floors are smooth? The floors are smooth, but the carts are also quality. (laughs) So... So yeah. shout out to Festival Foods. Yeah. Quality carts and smooth floors. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, What's in your heart lens, yeah, Shannon? My, <laughs> my heart lens is going to piggyback off of yours. Um, with twins, it is a struggle when you are grocery shopping or just shopping in general alone. Unless that store has a cart with double seats. This oh. is so hard to find. So if you're a mom of like two young kids or twins, where the hell do you put your other kid? Right. Not in because if you put them in there, then the groceries are going to go on top of them. Right. And if you have toddlers, that stuff gets flown out of the car or they start opening (laughs) shit and eating it. Yeah. So the struggle is totally real. So which carts do you like? Okay, so Costco (laughs) has double carts. The pandemic kind of ruined this because a lot of other grocery stores used to have like the fun carts where they're like driving a race car or whatever. Like Menards has those. Yes. But some stores have gotten rid of those now. I've heard a lot of parents don't really love those too because then now you're like, well, and they're watching your kid drive carts into people yeah. and things yeah, yeah. So okay so costco Costco carts. is getting the big shout out from me <laughs> okay <laughs> but if you are listening store owners and you would like to be in my heart lens <laughs> i could share about your store next week. if we like your carts <laughs> if you just offer carts that have two seats or that are legit or that have smooth floors Wait. Those are the things we like. <laughs> All right. from, from the mouths of Shannon and Jess. Yes. <laughs> well, Daisy shared her heart lens with us and via Facebook. She was able to get out and do some yard work. It was nice here in Madison recently. Now it's back to bleh. But anyway, mm, yes. if yeah. you want to share your personal heart lens with us, we welcome you to leave a comment on our Facebook page 
or to email us at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We will read those joys during upcoming episodes. So this episode uh, this week is called Hello, My Name Is. And every time I say that or read that on our agenda, I want to sing the Eminem song. Oh my God, so do I. <laughs> I was looking up the words last night because I'm like, That's wait, hilarious. is there a part of it we could sing <laughs> now that we've started singing in our podcast? <laughs> oh my, my name is. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I seriously was singing the same thing. Those are the only words of the song that I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but our podcast is this week about labels. In thinking about labels, they might be the roles that you play, right? Like mother, daughter, wife, friend, etc. Labels could be the ones that are awarded based on a qualification, right? Like a graduate student, or maybe you qualified for the label of autism, or deaf, or hyperactive, or infertile, <laughs> or gifted, Um Labels might be the ones named by someone else by their judgment or your own judgment, right? Like rich, beautiful, preppy, nerdy. Those are just some of the ways that I think we can think about labels. And some of, maybe it's not even some of them, most of them, I don't, it's not who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like recently I have, I like to answer it like this when people are like, tell me about you. I want to just be like, I'm love and light. (laughs) And I know people look at me like, okay, Jess. But really when people ask like, who are you? Like, do you know what I mean? You're just so much bigger than all of these labels. These labels are just the story you're playing out in this lifetime. Do you know what I mean? And they can be descriptors. Right. And I and I I guess sometimes they're important, right? For for example, like if you need support in an area, you need to qualify for a label in order to get those supports. So I'm thinking in the world of special education, right. which actually that that's like this whole thing that kind of irritates me too with labels. It's like, why do we need a label to get what we need? Why can't we just be who we are and get what we need because we're who we are? It, it all I'm sure it all comes down to money. Politics. It has to come out of the right right funnel funding source in order to for everybody then to get paid for their service right right yeah it's gonna come down to money yeah but the whole conversation about labels Mm -hmm. is doing some research just based on knowing we wanted to cover this topic on the podcast and I was trying to look for positives and I was trying to look for negatives right because To me, a label is when you're putting a label on somebody, to me, that's a negative. 
And I was trying to find the positives in it. But there might, I mean, it could be, if someone labels you as beautiful, that's not. I actually hate that word. Okay, well, I don't know. Think of a different one. Positive, someone labels you as being positive, (laughs) that can't be negative. (laughs) But what if all of a sudden I am negative? That doesn't give me any room to be negative, though. I feel like when somebody labels you as something, they're always looking for that. In you. Yeah. So like, okay, so. Give me. Well, in doing all of this like research, it was really bringing me back to like middle school or high school or like when you first walk into a new job or Mm -hmm. like when you walk into a job interview, like the moment everyone looks at you, you're automatically being judged. That's like the yeah. first thing everybody does is they judge you yeah. and they put a label on you, which puts you in a box. Yeah. And I think it's difficult then to change. Oh, to change your box. Yeah. So yeah. like when you're saying, like, Shannon, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this label of positive on you. What if I'm having a shitty day? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Then... It's really hard to have that shitty day and be okay with it because everybody is looking to you to be positive. Sure. I think then one of the long-term effects of labeling. So for example, if you continually label me as positive, that label becomes then the source of identification. For example, people will label you as lazy because you're homeless or you are fat. People will label you as smart or hardworking because of your financial stability, because of the neighborhood you live in, or even the car you drive. Right. And after you've been labeled those things, it's hard to shift and become something else. Is that what you're, what you were saying? Right. Like it just becomes who you are. Yeah. I hear you. Mm -hmm. That just makes me think about how dangerous almost that could be, especially in the, in schools in the world of special education because people receive these labels and then it might be hard to move out of that right you do you see what I'm saying oh yeah and I think yeah because I in my career have heard that fear from many parents that if a child has a certain label that that is going to become their identification and that is who people will what people will think of them and it will be very hard for them to get out of that label Mm -hmm. going through their school career into their work and professional career yeah I actually can think of some families that have specifically said I don't want the school to know my child has received this label from another right outside resource, right? Because they don't want that to move along with them. So I know you were talking like collectively, like we are more than just these labels that when we walk into a room, people judge us and give us. Yeah. Uh, we are more than just the religion, the race, the gender, the, the medical diagnosis that you were speaking of. You're a person who has many different, unique, amazing characteristics and qualities. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the pieces that we need to stop the judgment and start looking for 
all of those in ourselves and in other people. Mm-hmm. Let's make the world a better place if we could do that. You know, you were also talking about how labels can't be, you don't think they're positive. It's not that I don't think they are. I was having a hard time in myself and maybe it's because of my special ed background and needing to put labels on yeah, everybody I, in order to serve. I think them. we have a similar feeling about that. And that's why. Right. It was the way that labels are being used in our career. Right. Because, And I can remember having to have this really difficult conversation with a parent because they didn't want the label on their child. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to them that the label doesn't mean anything. Right. The label is actually yeah. like the source of ridiculous power. Right. It's going to get you the things that you need. I like know. you were saying. It's just too bad that it takes that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you can see where a family would be coming from. But I can right. see how, you know, labeling can cause people to feel united, especially if you're among people within that same group, right? So that might be one positive out of using labels. Actually, yeah. Um, I was just listening to a training by Judy Endow, and she is um, an autistic adult in the Madison area that um, does a lot of trainings, professional development. She has her own blog. She's an author. Um, she does consultations, but in the training, she was talking about getting, being able to be herself Mm -hmm. when she's around a community of similar individuals. And that got me thinking that that label then of autistic would be beneficial if you're looking for other autistic individuals that might have the same perspective as you on different Mm -hmm. topics or feelings of different situations. And so I was thinking like that is a positive then because you're able to find your group of people, your people to almost like, I don't know, reestablish Right. Well, and I mean, we, we can connect to that in a much different way. But when you're infertile, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did the sound work? I don't know. <laughs> We're trying to come up with a good sound for when we say the word. <laughs> <laughs> it might get changed, but that's what we're using right now. <laughs> um, but it really was being able to talk to other people that have a shared experience or another time that I've had a experience like that was when I went to an Al-Anon meeting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the label. Well, I wasn't the addict, but that label of being an addict and then finding a group of people that could relate due to the label. Right. You just feel in community and comforted, or I did at least. Yeah, so being able to find the community to get some moral support or advice on dealing with the symptoms or the challenges mm-hmm. that you might be faced with. I, I know in a previous episode when we interviewed our friend Shannon, 
she had said, like she was able to find her community. Mm-hmm. But because she, of the label. Because of the label, right. Yeah. I do think labels help bring people together and can be helpful in forming a sense of community. I also think they can do the opposite though because labeling people like I hate to be political but it's a good example like you're Republican or you're Democrat like having that label or mindset that someone is one of those things might cause you then to make judgments about that person right and it's not always as simple and as black and white as labels make it out to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it's almost like labels can shape the expectation you're setting for other people. Like it's creating yes. a stereotype. And it's not always, I mean, in my life, I see it not be accurate a lot it's, with my husband oftentimes, actually. <laughs> it just, it's not helpful to li- always to use labels in that way because they can then become a stereotype or create misunderstandings. In the case of my husband, oftentimes what happens is that people make the assumption that all of his political decisions would be Republican-based, and that is not always the case. But because he says some of the things he does, people then use that label and make that assumption. Which then for you, when you are creating that label for somebody, it's it it's um limiting your curiosity about that person then, right? Like it's not allowing you yes. to have an open mind about what they can do or what mm-hmm. they're capable of or the person they are. Yes. And I I do feel I keep I just can't stop myself from saying this. It, it, I see it so often in politics. Like, they're a Trump person. I don't like them. Oh, like, yeah. what does that... What do you... That isn't fair to judge someone based on Who what, they think, for whatever reason... Right, right. ...would be the, good, the best leader, right? Right. Like, we and don't know their backstory that yeah. led them to... It's just there's so much division sometimes... With labels, right? And I I feel like politics shows us the best. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I just want to say like, it's so easy though to label somebody, right? Like you walk into a room and you're, okay, so I'm going to be very honest. I walk into a room and the first thing I look (laughs) at is people's shoes. I know know why I remember you telling me this when you were like dating that's how you knew if you're gonna date someone (laughs) so I'm labeling people (laughs) on whether they're a good mate for me a good friend to me (laughs) based on the shoes that they wear yeah that's pretty I'm I'm, shallow (laughs) it is and I'm I'm partially like joking around about this but like that's just like the initial where my eyes go are to people's shoes right um but okay so super simple right like you walk into a room you look at somebody's shoes you are judging them and putting a ridiculous label on them based on the assumption that their shoes mean they're a good person you mentioned the word assumption Mm -hmm. and that's actually you know the book the four agreements 
Hmm. So I love this book, but okay. we will there link are it I don't... four agreements. Okay. Yes, we'll link it on Facebook and one. Instagram. But um, one of them is to not make assumptions. Mm. And I do feel that labels oftentimes drive us naturally to do that. Right. Um, it's like when you label, you take on this like all or nothing meaning. So someone needs either something or they're not. Oh, and sure. We just are making irrational shortcut. Mm-hmm. Why does our brain do that? I don't know. Do you, does your book know or something? <laughs> does your book know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have been doing a lot of like brain research. Right, that's <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't know if I have the answer to that one. Is it because it's safe? It, it's helping us to be safe. It's helping. I don't know. I don't know either. I'll have to do more research on that one. But that is a that is an interesting thought, though. Like, why does our brain jump to the conclusions mm-hmm. of judgments to create labels? It's important to notice in ourselves how labels either you have given yourself or others have given you may or may not be impacting you mentally and emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? So I would like to give you and our listeners a chance right now to think about some of the labels that you have been given that you feel are positive, that are bringing out your highest potential in this lifetime, that feel good in your body. So think about what those are. And then give yourself a moment to feel what it feels like in your body to be encompassing those labels. So if, for example, it's to be a mom, what does it feel like to be a mom? Or if the label is that you're positive, what does it feel like in your body to be positive? And I think that's a way we could use labels in a positive way, Mm -hmm. right? Let's focus on the ones that feel good to us and... Keep moving forward with those. And then question the labels that have been given to you that aren't who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Question those and let them go, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are labels which have been placed upon us throughout our lives. So some were placed upon us by our parents. She's the smart one or he's the athletic one. And I think there are sometimes there are labels that were placed upon us by society, right? Addict, adopted, jobless, successful. Um, I think that sometimes they're hard to admit and we place labels on ourselves. And I think like what you were saying, you need to dig deep, discuss all of those labels and the labels that were given to you by others. Peeling back the layers that build up a label is crucial Mm -hmm. if you want to tear it down. Whether positive or negative, what we whisper to ourselves every day has a great influence on our self-concept, and it dictates the direction of our thoughts and our actions. So true. More than the labels attached to us by society, it's the ones that we're attaching to us on our own, right? Yeah. We are what we think about, we live up to the labels we attach ourselves with. 
So if you think you're a winner, even if you're not, you will act like and think like a winner until you eventually become one. So I am a winner. Right. Those are the labels I'm attaching to. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm a winner. Our quote this week is by Walt Whitman. Be curious, not judgmental. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to connect, we can be reached at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We, we hope, hope you continue, continue on this journey with us. With us.